Hello, my name is Ben Schluter, and welcome to episode 8 of Outward Thoughts. Um, before we get into today's episode, the answer to the trivia question from the last episode, I do apologize for not having uploaded any sort of bonus episode like I said last time, but time's been kind of weird trying to get ready for the upcoming school year and all, so yeah. So, the question from last time was, the combined Australia-New Zealand team of Australasia made their only appearances at the Olympics in what years? A. 1904 and 1908, B. 1908 and 1912, C. 1912 and 1916, or D. 1916 and 1920? The answer was B. 1908 and 1912. Now, today's episode is going to be a kind of two-parter, in the sense that there's going to be two kind of separate topics that I'm going to be talking about. Um, The first one is going to be about the upcoming 2020 presidential election, and then the other one's going to be about uh, college football and how that whole thing isn't going to happen this year. Um, Yeah, and I think the second part's going to be longer than the first, but we'll see how that goes. So, what with the whole election thing, why do I want to mention that? Well, because, frankly, yesterday... Uh, There's this thing that came out that was basically, oh, China and Iran are trying to influence the election, and it was influencing it against the president. They don't want the president. And, um, yeah, let's just say that's not true. That's not true in any way. At least on China's front. Iran, probably. But not true with China. And it also tries to equate Russia's interference with uh, China and Iran... Which isn't even complete. That's nothing. First of all, China is going to be openly pro-Trump because he solicited China for help last year in this election. The President of the United States and his administration has openly solicited help in the 2020 election so that he can win. He's done it with Russia. He's done it with China specifically asked about it. There are a lot of groups that are out with the sole purpose of making sure he wins re-election. Except for Iran. Of all the major ones that we've heard about, Iran is the one that doesn't want that. But Iran has a pretty good reason for not wanting Trump to win re-election. They want to exist. They just want to exist. And Trump doesn't want them to exist. See, there's this major conflict in the Middle East. Um, there's a lot of major conflicts in the Middle East. Actually, you can blame that on the post-World War I stuff when let's just carve up this one area that was doing okay-ish and make it impossible for anything ever to be good there. That way, we can always control the region, it'll always be unstable, and we can always make sure things go well. Except things don't always go well, and you get situations like Iran. So, what I mean by this is that Iran kind of has this uh, problem in that it wants to exist, and there are a lot of places in that area in the Middle East that don't like that idea of Iran existing. Like, Israel doesn't want Iran to exist. They're a major example because, you know, there's a bit of a conflict, if you haven't heard, between Israel and Palestine, which Iran supports Palestine, That causes some problems, and the U.S. supports Israel because it needs to have an ally in that region, yada yada, geopolitical stuff that even I don't fully understand, and I'm not going to pretend that I understand. 
What I do know is that Israel really likes Trump. At least the government does. So, during the 2016 election, they helped him get elected. They were part of a campaign to help him get elected, along with a bunch of other countries. Another country that wants Iran gone is the United Arab Emirates, for reasons that I'm not fully aware of, nor do I fully understand, but I know that they have a bit of a conflict with them. Uh, it To say the Middle East, or whatever, is a complicated political mess that a lot of people don't understand, that's an understatement. But basically... Iran has a really good reason for wanting Trump out. Remember when uh, Trump kind of killed that general dude for, like, no reason, and Iran got a little pissed off for reasons of, you killed a dude? Which is, they had a pretty genuine reason to be annoyed. They had a very genuine reason to be annoyed, because it kind of sort of didn't need to happen. Like, it was a really bad move. Like, the whole thing about... U.S. relations with Iran recently under the Trump administration, you wonder, why are you being so bad with them? Why are you doing things that do not make any logical sense? Why'd you pull out of a deal that was working with them? The answer is, of course, because that would require you to want Iran around and you don't. I don't... Let's just say that when you read through a really well-done thread that puts in very good specific points of... Okay, there are a bunch of people that don't want Iran around, and we tend to ally with them, and they were pro-Trump in the 2016 election. Seems like maybe there's a big thing there. You've got Russia that wants Trump in there. We're basically becoming a puppet. The United States is becoming a puppet for a geopolitical conflict that, frankly, is going to rival the likes of the Cold War, but, you know, maybe without the mutually assured destruction part? Maybe, hopefully, we don't have that part. It's just going to be like, ooh, we're going to have some things over the influence. Like, I'd be okay with that. It's just influence. I don't, I don't like the death part. But the influence part, it was like, eh. I mean, we got James Bond out of that. But anyway, uh, the whole thing was framed absolutely terribly wrong. Like, when I looked at it, it was... So wait, China wants to have Biden in, or China is anti-Trump because they've publicly criticized Trump's policies? You mean like every other country has ever done with other leaders when they have a policy that they disagree with? You mean international diplomacy? Like, I really don't see what the difference is. But not only that, that's not who they would be working for. They weren't actively solicited by the Biden campaign. They were actively solicited by the President of the United States' administration. Not the President himself, necessarily, but people that worked for him. That was part of the impeachment thing. That was a part of the thing, or at least it was supposed to be a part of it, but we never got a trial because Republicans decided, nah, we can't let the President go because we have no morals. So yeah. So then you have that, which is already making me feel like Oh, great, this election isn't going to be good. But then you have the dude that runs the United States Postal Service. And he is a Trump backer. He doesn't believe that there should be a public postal system, wants to privatize the damn thing, but now is actively uh, involved in making it nearly impossible for mail-in voting to work. Actively making it harder for the mail service to work. It is at the point where if you don't 
hand in a mailed ballot to a physical location, it's almost impossible for it to be counted correctly. The amount of fraud that is coming out of the presidency, out of the White House, out of the executive branch to make sure that the 2020 election is a fraud is absolutely mind-boggling. It's absolutely terrifying as an American citizen because we've never seen this before. No president has ever gone to this kind of lengths to make sure that the election is fraudulent. To make sure that election results are not correct. To make it so that even if he loses the election, he can question the results of it. Why do you call out China and Iran for wanting to help Biden? Because then if you lose, you know who to blame it on and you can pull skepticism. You need more mail-in voting, but you say that that causes voter fraud. You're actively making it so that even if mail-in voting can happen, it's still not going to work. He's saying that, oh, we have to have the results on election night. We have to have the results on election night. And then making it impossible. I've se- I seriously don't know what words to use to describe this. Because this is unprecedented. In the United States, I should say. This is definitely something we've seen in other countries where they don't have legitimate governments. I mean, we've seen this in Eastern Europe. Uh, former Soviet states... Uh, I don't exactly remember where it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Azerbaijan, and in an election, uh, prior to when it was finished, they accidentally sent out the election results. And, um, that was an embarrassment. They tried to cover it up by saying, oh no, we accidentally said that those were the election results. Those were the election results from last time. Oops. Although, they had actually changed some of the numbers and some of the people, so it was kind of weird. But when the actual election results came out, what was funny was, um, the president who had won and who was, like, basically the dictator had actually gotten more votes than in the one they sent out early, which is like, okay, you, you didn't just do something really stupid, but it turns out more people like you. Whoops. So that was fun. I mean, I really can't put... There's really not much to say on this topic. You've got the President of the United States and the White House staff actively soliciting help from outside governments to interfere in the election. You have the President's uh, cabinet staff now actively working to make it impossible for people in the United States to vote and get the mail-in results in on time, on purpose. We've gone into other countries who did this and condemned them for what they did because they didn't hold fair elections. I mean, like, we've done things like had the UN come in and condemn them officially, which means absolutely nothing, but, you know, it's still, like, why hasn't anything been happening now? I mean, this is a joke. And this is one thing that I'm, like, it's pretty sad and scary to think about, but maybe 2020 is the start of the uh, era of authoritarianism in the world. We thought we had combated it, but then people figured out how to make it work. Because it turns out, if you connect everybody, 
you can control them much easier and you can get fringe stuff out there easier. Hopefully more people can vote in this election and hopefully things get counted correctly. But they're going to make damn sure it's not happening. And that's going to be... And that's the point, by the way, is to make it so that you don't have any faith in this election. No matter what happens, it's going to feel like a fraud. This is not supposed to happen in a democracy. You're not supposed to question the results of an election, but you're especially not supposed to question it before it happens. Like, seriously. What have we done? What did we do four years ago? Why did we let this happen? How could we have let this happen? This is... You know... I feel less and less proud to be an American every single day we go through this pandemic. And that's just because of the way everything's been working. Because we have a leadership at the top who does not care at all about the fact that now, what is it, 160,000 lives have been lost? Yeah, it could be like 100,000 less than that. If you'd actually done shit. If you would have set the example at the top for the lower... And I always talk about COVID, but guess what? Welcome to the times that we live in. If you would have set the example, if you wouldn't have called this damn thing a hoax from the start, maybe we would be in a better situation. Now, a lot of people may say, yeah, we'd be like European situation. Yes, with the numbers, not with the fact that they're reopening, because it looks... Because if you look at Europe, um, it turns out... Oops, you can't reopen. Yeah, they're having a quote-unquote second uh, wave, even though the World Health Organization came out and said, yeah, this thing isn't coming in waves. There's just one large one. You're screwed until this thing gets, like, pushed back. So try and save the lives that you can, but don't think this thing is coming in waves. No, it's just one big wave. It's not like influenza. Influenza came in waves. This thing is just one big thing we're going to have to deal with. We've dealt with this kind of shit in the past, but the difference is now we have to deal with other things, like an absolute madman running this country into the ground, running the economy into the ground. I can't believe there are still people... The reason why other foreign governments want him there is because he's so incompetent he would basically throw the United States out of uh, any sort of political relevance. We'd basically just become like a Spain or a Portugal. No one really cares about them. They really don't have that much influence over the world. And now we got a guy who's basically trying to do that. And we have a party that's complicit with it. And I cannot... It hurts. It just hurts. It hurts as a citizen of this country. And it hurts even more that I feel like voting, which everyone says, you gotta vote, you gotta vote, you gotta vote. Voting's probably not going to be enough. And I've said this, and I've thought about this. If that guy is still in office on election day, he won't leave. Because he won't lose. Because he's trying to grab power. This, this is sad. I'm... Why? Just why? That's all. Just why? Why would people let this happen? That was kind of depressing. Heck, it was very depressing, but it's just where I feel. I'm losing faith in America. It's sad. 
to lose faith in something that's supposed to be better than this. But we never were. Let's be honest, we never were better than this. But to think that we have now put ourselves here. Man, I don't want to get all depressing, but like, you look at the world right now and it's completely screwed. I mean, you just had this large ice sheet the size of Manhattan in northern Canada collapse within a few days. The poles are having some of the hottest year, uh, are having intense heat waves. Intense. We're getting hit by climate change. We're getting hit by a disease that we don't know how to control. We're getting hit by authoritarianism. Economic depression. What the heck? How the heck is it that this is supposed to be okay? People were okay with this. People were complicit in allowing all of this to happen. And now we have to deal with the freaking consequences of it. The only problem is that for many of those who created the situation, they won't have to live through the consequences of it as much. Much as I will. When there's a pretty dead economy when the climate's trying to kill everything with a nearly uninhabitable planet. I'm sorry, I'm getting depressed, but like, I just look at everything and it's not good. It's not... It's an absolute travesty. And nobody cared enough to do anything about it. I hate complicitness, especially in things that kill people on this level. But that's what we've been doing. And now look where we are. I couldn't vote in 2016. So that's not my fault. But 100 million people or so didn't vote. And look where they are now. Look where we are now. If they would have voted, things might be different. Now, voting might not be enough. Because people didn't vote in 2016. Voting may not be enough now. So much was supposed to come of technology. It was supposed to move us forward, and everything was supposed to get better and better and better, and somehow by connecting everyone, we made everything worse. Somehow, it turns out it was a better thing for us all to be pretty isolated from each other, because then we didn't do as much stupidity. Maybe it's that and the fact that money, 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 money. Too much damn money and everything. And because of money... You get situations where you prioritize money over things like people's health. And that transitions me into the next topic. Oh yeah, that was a much better segue. Because just this morning, as I'm recording and then editing this, the Mac, who I mentioned in the last episode, quite amazingly, canceled their fall football season. Becoming the first FBS conference to cancel football. They're the first. They're not going to be the last. It's going to be all of them. Like I mentioned, there's no way you can play football this year. There is no way. It is not safe. I think the, it was either the NFL or the NCAA mentioned that for the purposes of like this whole thing going on, they were only going to allow one captain to come to the uh, middle of the field for each team for the coin toss. Yes, because if they go to the middle of the field for the coin toss, you can't have multiple people, as that's unsafe. But it is, of course, safe for all those guys to be coming into contact with each other and continually hitting people for three hours. Or, I'm sorry, for 60 minutes of football. 
Yeah, because that's fine. Your priorities are so fucked, NCAA. Your priorities, your everything is so fucked. Everything is so fucked when it comes to college sports and college everything. Because of uh, so much. Spellman just offered students a $3,000 scholarship. Just gave everyone, or I think it's first years, a $3,000 scholarship to help them pay for this year. My school isn't. I even said that I understood where they were coming from on this, but that they needed to probably reduce shit so that they could get some money. This is a joke, the way that my school is handling this, the way that so many schools are handling this. Some schools are handling it worse than others. If you look at the University of Georgia, who's decided, hey, you know what'll protect professors from students? A plexiglass barrier on the stand where they lecture from, which was so effective that a six-foot-tall professor was standing at there, and the thing wasn't tall enough for them. Six feet tall. Not that... That's a pretty normal height. How did you not plan for that. Apparently at Southern University, I didn't get this confirmed, I basically like a little barrier in between beds, and it was so bad. There is no safe way to have students on campus this fall. Oh look, I move in in seven days. Now granted, all my classes are online, but that doesn't matter that much. Because of the everything else you have to deal with on that campus. But when it came to canceling the season for the MAC, that needs to be done right now with just every conference. But they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it because of the money. Oh yeah, I can see it. The money. Remember in last episode, if you listened to it, um, I mentioned that Wisconsin had started a fund uh, or a new fundraising campaign for, like, I think athletics. Well, LSU just did that. Yeah. LSU just did that. I'm not surprised by it. Frankly, I'm okay with it. They need the money. Like, the athletics departments need the money. Maybe. Or maybe you guys could just take big-ass cuts to your salaries, you overbloated pieces of shit. Yeah. Now, in case you don't know, um, I'm really getting disenchanted with the whole collegiate sports model in this country, just reading through it, seeing how everything works. Uh, Mac coaches said they were waiting for a decision because they had heard that players at top schools at the FCS level, like James Madison and uh, Villanova, were transferring because they were pretty good and they wanted to transfer to a better school, and they were worried about that happening. Basically, they were worried about players having freedom to move and to go places for opportunity. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, fuck whoever that was. Fuck whoever coaches those were. I know you're at a smaller level and you need players badly, but that's their freedom to do what they want with their careers. Fuck you. It is not... That's so selfish in so many ways. To be fair, they shouldn't be playing anyway. No one should be playing. At all. No one should even be thinking about playing. They shouldn't even be practicing. This should have been a decision that was made last month, when it was pretty damn clear nothing was going well. Things were going down, but there was still no way you were going to play football. You had to do a bubble model. You couldn't do a bubble model. Doing a bubble model would then, uh... 
force you to admit that collegiate student-athletes are not the same as normal students. And that you don't treat them the same. And you can't do that. This is actually kind of funny because of an article I read from the Extra Points newsletter. Okay, because uh, if you didn't hear, at Texas Tech, uh, their women's basketball coach just got fired because she was creating a very toxic environment. She was an absolutely horrible person to all of the players and all the stuff they had to go through was akin to torture, according to the players. And basically, when the guys were trying to get uh, some of the records, Texas Tech made an error. They made a clerical error that accidentally caused them to have to give over the shit they didn't want to give over. And they tried to argue why they didn't need to. And one of the reasons basically came down to money, 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 money. We need this for... You don't need to have this because it will lose us money. Which is not a good sign. Because what that means is um, maybe you should pay your players. Because they're a part of your business. They're basically employees. Oops. You're stupid. Granted, I just... It's all stupid at this point. You look at how much money's in it. And I said it will self-destruct before they pay the players, and I still believe in that. Because they won't do it until they're forced to, and they won't force themselves to do it. My whole thing with paying players is still really, really fluctuating just because of looking through so many different things. So many things happen where for me it's like, uh, this, uh, that, because I look at it with a really weird perspective. Because again, I'm looking at this also from the financial standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, from this, all of these standpoints, they all keep clashing in to try and find that nuance. And it's tough to have a nuanced opinion on this thing when you look at everything and when you have to take into account that I don't think it's bad that athletics departments make money. I think it's fine, but the amount of money you're making and the way you're making it, you need to fuck off with that. You really do. The athletics directors don't need to be making nearly as much money as they are. They're making way too much money for their jobs. Guys, you keep losing money? Hey, you're an athletics director and you're making multiple millions of dollars a year? You don't need that much money to live. You're just hoarding money. Fuck you for hoarding money. Alright? Take some of that money, give it back to the athletics department so that, you know, you can keep things going well. Don't be a piece of shit. Coaches, you don't need to be making that much money. Take pay cuts. Take them. Because right now, your money is the least important thing right now. What's the most important is the health and safety of your student-athletes. Which is something that no one's taken into account at the major levels. There are four conferences left in the FCS that have yet to postpone their fall seasons or cancel them outright. Three of them are in the South. You have the Southern Conference, and you have the Big South, and you have the Southland. That's three of them, right there. And they kind of need them. And I can understand why they are very hesitant to do it. It's a lot for monetary reasons. And it brought me to something where someone mentioned on Twitter, and it was like, I didn't really think of that. Schools like Morehouse giving out three grand. Yeah, they have a football team that isn't in priority for them. They aren't making bank off of it. They can go on without a football team for the season. Because there's not as much money in it. 
Therefore, the incentive to do it's pretty low. Not only that, but getting people to just go to school, helping them out. Spellman's got the money to do this. I think it's Spellman. Anyway, they have the money to do this. Why not? Johns Hopkins hasn't done shit. Except for, you know, I'm pretty sure they've lowered tuition. That's all they've done. They just lowered tuition. You know, something that a university that's public couldn't do for some fucking reason. Now, UNC is fighting tooth and nail to make sure that everyone has to pay the athletics fee. You know, for the sports that aren't going to be happening. Yeah, and if you think it's bad right now, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. Like I've said, this administration's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic has been absolutely atrocious. And it's been intentionally bad. I can't look at that and think, oh, no, they just don't know what they're doing. When you're not listening to the guy who basically told the entire world how AIDS worked. Oh, and was right in was completely countering the bullshit narrative that the president of the United States was pushing. How ironic, by the way. If you're unaware, uh, Dr. Fauci came to prominence in the 1980s during the AIDS epidemic uh, while Ronald Reagan was being an asshole and a racist and a homophobe by pushing it and saying, like, oh, everyone can get it and try... By the way, when I say, like, being a racist and a homophobe, I'm not joking around there. Part of the reason to do that was to try and hurt the gay community and to try and hurt the black community. Because that's what Republicans do. They try to hurt everyone that's not rich and white. And male. And Christian. And straight. That's what it is, by the way, with that party. If you aren't any of those things, you can go fuck yourself. That's what it is with that party. I... I if you disagree with me on that, point to me any of the policies that actually have shown that. Point to me any sort of actual way that the party has ever done that since Reagan that you can use. No. Just, we're not going to go there. We are going to go back to the whole football thing. Because schools that are big, they need all of that money. I keep saying, like, they need all of that money. They need all of that money. They need all of that money. Yada, yada, this, and yada, yada, that. I mean, they could just take a little bit of a hit right now. Higher Ed's already going to be taking a huge hit. Everything's already taking a huge hit because, again, no one decided to take leadership at the top for running anything during this pandemic, and now we are losing, like, a third of our economy. Because fuck it, let's run this economy into the ground. Because he's such a great businessman, our president. He's such a great businessman. How could anybody have voted for this fucker with his business record? He's never done shit for business. He's run seven businesses into the ground, and now he's running a country into the ground. What the literal fuck? Anyway, not important. Well, kind of important, but not as important as mentioning that the Mac decided to do this because they realized there was no other choice. And the thing with the Mac is, they actually have more of an incentive to keep this kind of shit in the Power 5 schools. And it's not because of the amount of money. Because the amount of money is completely different. We're talking about, we are talking orders of magnitude. We're talking orders of magnitude how much money they're losing. The differences. We're talking about a reminder that Wisconsin said if there's no football season, they're losing $100 million. When there's no football season for uh, 
Buffalo, they aren't losing $100 million. They are losing a substantial amount of money. I'm not saying they aren't losing a substantial amount of money, but it's not $100 million. It's probably between 20 and $50 million. It's at least half. Or at most half. So they don't have that kind of a budget. Now, of course, this leads to other questions. Um, one bigger news story, at least, that I've seen, I haven't really been following it that closely, uh, is the University of Akron. The University of Akron's been under some intense scrutiny from the actual staff because what they did was they cut a bunch of sports. That was okay. That was okay. But what they also did was they laid off a bunch of workers, specifically, uh, like, teaching staff and assistants, and basically that got them into some trouble <laughs> with the administration because the administration and everyone was like, hey, uh, no. You're going to be cutting back colleges? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And it's super complicated, and I should mention that I haven't followed it recently, but it is something I did want to bring up, as they are also a member of the MAC. So this does heavily impact them. Akron's season last year was an absolute atrocity, and they won, I believe, zero games. So that's fun for them. I believe they'll have the same record of wins and losses this year as they did last year. Of course, not exactly 100% sure on them. And Akron's a pretty small school for uh, what it's worth in terms of uh, the state, in terms of, like, Ohio. Yeah, they went 0-12 last year. I had to double-check that. So they'll have as many wins this year in football as they did last year. Pretty sad. So what does it mean... When the Mac cancels football for everybody else. Well, to be honest, the Mac canceling football right now, they shouldn't be the last to do it in the next week. No one should be continuing to play this game of charades that there's going to be a football season this year. You cannot do it. If you want to push it to spring, fine. Push it to spring. But that's, even then I have a problem with that. I have a problem with pushing the season to spring because you don't just impact this season, you impact the next season. Also, you impact players that are going to be wanting to go to the NFL draft. You're going to lose a lot of players because they're draft eligible and they're like, fuck this. Cancel the season outright. It's the only thing that you can do. It's the safest possible thing to do. And it's the best possible thing to do. I know everyone wants football. I know a lot of people depend on it. There's businesses that depend on it. But right now is not the time to be playing it because it's unsafe. I've made this point several times to people. But if you have a football season, someone's going to die. It's not necessarily going to be on the football field. In fact, it almost certainly won't be on the football field. It'll happen off the field. But someone's going to catch the disease. They're going to quarantine or something. They're going to die. Someone's going to die of this. Within college football. may not be a player. It may be a coach. But someone's going to die if there's a football season. And I'm not making this shit up. Because it's this kind of seriousness. That we're looking at. This disease isn't nothing. To the people that keep commenting below the tweets of the people who are opting out. Saying, oh you're at low risk. Fuck you. Because what if they aren't? 
We don't know much about this disease and about how it impacts people and who it does and doesn't impact. And about the long-term effects of this disease. People keep quoting survival statistics. But just because you didn't die of something doesn't mean you aren't fucked. Okay, just because something doesn't kill you doesn't mean it was good or worth it to have it. No. This disease can cause heart and lung problems. For athletes, that's devastating. That cuts careers short, and it makes it impossible for them to perform at 100% for the rest of their lives. What if it's someone who already has a heart condition? Alright? And they didn't know about it. Someone who has an underlying condition that wasn't known about until the disease hit. What if instead, they don't get it, but like, or they get it and it's asymptomatic and they pass it along to people. Not only that, but this is a big thing that should be mentioned. This isn't a pathogen that just gets passed along in pathogen bits. No. This is a pathogen that gets passed along in aerosols. This isn't something where one person infects five people, but in a small area. This is something where one person can affect can infect hundreds of people. That's how influenza works, okay? Influenza and this disease are pretty similar in the way that they can impact people, and they're pretty similar to a lot of other diseases that are spread via aerosols, which are small particles. Do you know why you wear a mask? It's to keep aerosols out. Aerosols are very small particles. They're not, um... Too small, granted. Like, the good masks that uh, everyone's been wearing, if you're wearing, like, even those cloth masks, aerosols don't usually come out of them. And if they do, it's minimum. Or it's minimal. But aerosols can travel farther. Aerosols travel meters. I say meters because I've been reading the science people who talk about it. They use meters. Stupid standard units. Although our entire system of units is based on that, so whatever. But, you know, yeah, they travel meters, they travel indoors, and outdoors. Do you know why you need to wear a mask indoors at pretty much all times? You're going to pass it along, or you're going to catch it. When you wear a mask, it doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting all of the aerosols. Because they're very small, and they can make their ways through it. But what it does is it minimizes the impact. It makes it so that fewer aerosols get in. That way, if you're infected, you may be more likely to be asymptomatic. You can breathe in some of them, but not all of them, and not nearly enough to make you as sick. It minimizes the impact. Now, I mention this because how the fuck are you supposed to prevent aerosols from going around in a football game? You want to use those fucking mask thingies? Those big-ass ones that are at LSU? They don't work, because guess what it feels like breathing in? A plastic bag. And that's not good if you're playing a game where, like I've said, hun, I've said this so many times, but I keep needing to repeat it. That's not good for a game in which you need to be running a lot. In a physical game, you need to be able to breathe. Like, even mile high... 
Like, they give them the things, you can still breathe pretty well. It's not actually as light as you think at 5,000 feet. I've been to 8,000 feet and I live below sea level, I was fine. Alright? Now granted, that's for a normal person. If you're actually running around, it may be a little bit less. But still, not working. The whole solution to how do you keep players safe? How do you make sure there's a safe college football season this year? Is you can't have one, you don't have one, and you keep putting into place measures to make sure that people don't come into contact with people as often. You can't have a normal school year. Hey, remember there was that school in Georgia that had opened up and all the kids were packed in the hallways and you had this girl who took a picture of them and uh, she got suspended. First of all, Fuck you, school, for suspending the student, for calling you out on your bullshit. Second of all, fuck your principal, uh, not your principal, I'm sorry. Your principal is not to blame as much as it is the superintendent for his response by basically saying, oh, we can't get kids to do that because it's an individual choice because, A, um, you can enforce your dress code, which is much stricter and much less, um, how do I put this? In place to keep people from spreading a deadly virus... Um, but instead in there to enforce some bullshit code that you came up with in, oh, when the fuck did you come up with it? I don't know, but it's bullshit. Not only that, but you then suspended a student for making a choice, and you couldn't have prevented them from making an individual choice. Your whole fucking argument, of course, fell apart, because your whole argument was a cop-out. It was obviously a cop-out. Like, you read it, and it's like, yeah, that's a cop-out. There's no way this guy had any sort of, uh idea of what to say because there's nothing to say because there's no way that you can justify having school right now look at governor cuomo in new york trying to reopen schools no it's not gonna happen you have to do remote right now even though they're getting test results that look pretty decent that are on levels that we're seeing in some european countries because they actually decided to do something about the fucking virus from the start, as opposed to other states in the South, in the West, in the everywhere else, they held out. My state fucking held out. Now, granted, my state's also not really run by a Democrat, and people like to think that, oh yeah, well, we have a Democratic governor. We're a red fucking state. We voted for John Bell Edwards twice because he was the luckiest son of a bitch ever. The first guy he ran against had a huge sex scandal that came out right around the time of the election, as in within a few days of the runoff. Because if you don't know, in Louisiana and many other states, uh, you have the primary election for governor, and then if no one gets 50% plus one of the votes, then the top two come uh, back later, and then there's a runoff election. Whoever gets the majority of the votes there uh, wins. So, first time, sex scandal. Second time... Eddie Rispone is a piece of shit, and he could never have won that election. Well, actually, no, he was very close to winning the election, but um, John Bell Edwards got the black vote. I'm not kidding. That's how he won it. 99% of African Americans voted for John Bell Edwards, and it was 42% of white people voted for John Bell Edwards. That's a large reason why he won it again, because Rispone was a piece of shit, and like a lot of people didn't like him. He got the nickname Phony Rispone because of really well-done political ads. But anyway, he's not a fucking Democrat. Like, I've made this point before, that he's a Southern Democrat, 
Not in the old sense of the super racist Southern Democrat, but in the sense of the he's barely fucking... He's not liberal. Like, he's pro... He's anti-abortion. Gotta stop saying pro-life, that's not a thing. Um, he's anti-abortion. He just reinstated this provision so that people applying for unemployment benefits have to look for work, which doesn't make any fucking sense. I think I mentioned this a couple times, a couple episodes back, um... Because if you're a bartender, how do you look for work if you technically have a job, it's just that you can't go to it because there's a fucking pandemic. It doesn't make any sense. Literally zero sense. And most Republican states haven't even done that. Most states in the Deep South, from what I've seen, haven't even reinstituted that. But we did for some stupid-ass reason. I don't know. And so, you look at everything. All of this shit. And... Just, you can't reopen schools. You can't. Look at all of the bullshit. Look at all of the statistics. Look at all of the numbers. Look at all of the... There is so much evidence out there saying you can't reopen schools. So you can't play football. Sorry it loses you all this money, but lives matter more. Sorry you're going to lose $100 million, Wisconsin, but fuck you. Raise your money... The health and safety of your players is far more important than anything else at this rate. And any school that doesn't want to help its students during a pandemic is selfish. It is selfish as a university for you to keep with some of the fees that you shouldn't be having. Out-of-state tuition fees. I remember saying I was okay with them because of this, that, and the other thing. However, I realized one thing. Fuck them. Fuck out-of-state tuition fees right now. Most classes are online. So many classes are online, that is. I know all of mine are online. I didn't even think that would be true. I thought it would be three or four of my classes would be online. I didn't think all five of them would be. I knew at least one of them was going to be because it was already online. But not all of them. And the other thing is, you're making people pay so much money for online classes, which is stupid. Because, again, you're forcing people to pay for stuff that they're not going to be using uh, more than they need to. And in a time when the economy is dying. But it could be worse. Because it will be worse at the end of this month. Because we're about to hit another housing crisis. Because evictions are about to get the fucking entire country into a shitstorm. I think it's about a third of families are about to be uh, stuck and fucked. Because of evictions. I've mentioned this before. But do you understand how bad that is for the housing uh, economy? The thing that was up 18.6% in July? Yeah, that was totally sustainable when there were uh, no evictions. When there were rent controls. When there was all of this and all of that. When there were things helping the home renter. But now those are going to be gone. Because fuck you. Because... Property is apparently not one of the three guaranteed things that we put in the fucking Constitution. By the way, Constitution, pursuit of happiness was in the Declaration of Independence. These things are important to know. Um, and I just, it pisses me off, and we're not going to have that problem. Me, I'm not going to have that problem. And I don't know if I know anyone that's going to have that problem. But when it's 50% of the households in my state that are going to have that problem, I have a problem personally with that. You're fucking over half the state for nothing. They can't pay their rent. Is it their fault that there's a pandemic going on? 
Is it their fault that the rent was so goddamn high? Is it their fault that employment opportunities aren't very great? Is it their fault that there's a system that exists in America that intentionally disenfranchises people? That tries to pay them less and does so successfully for no fucking reason? Hey, you know the idea that if you work hard, you'll make it and you'll make money? It's a lie and anyone who's actually seen what working hard gets you knows it. You know what the hardest workers make? Bupkis. They don't make shit. The hardest fucking workers don't make enough money to survive. They're making minimum fucking wage. Meanwhile, the people that are making billions, they're doing nothing. Jeff Bezos makes billions of dollars in a day, and he does nothing. He doesn't work anywhere. He sits back, relaxes, and I don't know what the fuck else he does. Hoards wealth. He's like Scrooge McDuck, except he didn't decide to make a giant money pit. I'm surprised by this, actually, because that would be kind of hilarious. Well, hilarious and also would totally cause a series of inflationary things. It doesn't matter. What does matter? What really matters is that there's not going to be a football season. That matters because it will show people, probably, that this thing isn't over with. And that it could have been better. We weren't going to have a college football season in March, by the way. Yeah, I was saying in March there ain't going to be a football season, at least in the fall, maybe in the spring. There wasn't going to be because of how this disease was. We had so many months to prepare for this. We had so many months to get plans in place to do things right. And we instead had leadership that intentionally tried to kill people. I don't know how else to put it. You knew what wasn't working because deaths kept rising. But you refuse to do anything about it. I don't even care if it's national leaders, by the way. Because the president doesn't care about anybody but himself, and he believes himself to be the second coming of Jesus fucking Christ. That's what narcissists are like, by the way. He just happens to be an egomaniacal narcissist who can almost sniff dictatorship in this country. He's pretty damn close to getting it. He's pretty damn close to getting it, and people are okay with that. Enough people are okay with that. I don't know why... There was a book that got popular after the 2016 election called It Couldn't Happen Here. Published in the 1930s, it talks about a populist who ran for president and won and basically became a dictator. And it was actually based on Huey P. Long, who is one of the most incredible individuals in American history, especially in Louisiana history, because, like, I mean, he was pretty much the left wing. Like, he was pretty fucked up. If you think about what he could have been, because he would have been pretty devastating for this country had he beaten FDR, because he wouldn't have gotten us out of the Great Depression. But as a governor, he was actually pretty good. Like, as a governor, he was good. I mean, look at what he did. Besides the whole he still kept up sla uh, segregation part. That, part's, that part wasn't good. That part was really bad. Actually, yeah, that probably discounts a lot of the great things he did, but he did improve access to electricity, and basically a lot of the infrastructure that we have in Louisiana started with improvements made during Huey P. Long's administration. And it got us better education system or something. He bought textbooks. Yeah, he bought textbooks. He used the money and he bought textbooks, and he taxed the shit out of the wealthy, which is something I'm, like, totally fine with. Because, like, why do wealthy people need to have all of that money if they're not going to use it? 
That's a good question. You got $180 billion, Jeff Bezos. Spend like $20 billion on something useful. You know what you can do with $20 billion? Buy the debt of so many countries. Just buy their debt. And then forgive it. You could end hunger in so many places. With $20 billion. With $80 billion. How about you go back down to just being a hundred billionaire? You don't need to be 200 billion. Uh, how about you, like, do shit with the climate? Like you can do. Because you know what's going on with the climate right now? It's getting fucked. Like I mentioned with the Antarctic ice sheet. And now, there's a freaking ecological disaster going on. There's a small Indian Ocean nation named Mauritius. Not to be confused with the African nation Mauritania, Although Mauritius is technically, for the purposes of grouping continents, technically Mauritius is a part of Africa, but Mauritania is on the actual continent of Africa. That's important to mention for no reason. Um, and there's a huge oil spill going on, and now there's a national emergency in Mauritius. They're a pretty small country. Very small country, actually. Um, having a large ecological disaster doesn't help. A fucking huge oil spill. Thousands upon thousands of barrels. I don't like the idea of huge oil spills. Because I live in Louisiana and I know what it looks like. Not firsthand. I didn't actually go out and see it. But, you know. BP. Big polluters. Um, bullshit peddlers. Biochemical uh, polluters. I keep thinking of something good. There's really nothing good there. They're just BP. To be honest, just saying BP in this state gives off so many things. So many... There are so many connotations with just those two letters in sequence. It's insane. But anyway, I'm gonna just wrap this thing up right here because I've been talking for a while and I got off on a long tangent and it probably got edited. Um, so, in summary... The upcoming 2020 election is pretty much going to be fraudulent, at least with all of the shit that's going on with it, with all of the stuff in the United States and outside of it, they're trying to make this a fraudulent election, the White House, and then uh, when it came to the whole college thing, I know it was a little everywhere, so... Let me just summarize it. There shouldn't be a college football season. There probably won't be a college football season. Schools should not be forcing kids to pay full tuition for no reason. Do like the good schools are doing and giving kids like discounts or like the three grand. Do stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I hope this was okay. I hope this wasn't a complete mess to listen to. Uh... I will need to now get you the trivia question. I nearly forgot about that. So, here is the question. How many days are in a regular Burmese year? A, 350, B, 354, C, 360, or D, 363? Note, not as in, in that country, but like... On the Burmese calendar. The answer will be on the Wednesday edition of the podcast. I have been Ben Schluter. These have been my outward thoughts. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at B, capital B, E, N, capital S, capital L, A. 
The A is also capital, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.